Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi. Hi. You left me this how I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> we did it. Yours is definitely better than mine, though, I think. We're equal. <laughs> <laughs> We're equal in our jillness, but I am Sue Funk, and I am here with Danielle from Brands But Bravo, and we just have to get immediately into episode six. I just cannot wait to talk about it, but I also had the most trouble watching it. Um, well, it starts. We're just. Gonna, I'm just. I have to start. Go chit chat because I am kind of blown away. Because again, to remind everyone listening, I have never rewatched. So I watched this 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe the episode started with the Brooklyn Bridge walk. Yeah, that it's like That feels like a right mid-episode moment. Mm-hmm. In my mind, it did not happen at the start of an episode. It was, in my mind, they had, I had thought Bethany and Ramona had been fighting leading up to this. Mm-mm. Meanwhile, they had been getting along. Like, there yeah. was so Bethany much. literally invites Ramona to walk the Brooklyn Bridge. Because she needs someone to talk to. And boy, about did Jill. she pick... About Jill. But she picked the wrong person to talk to. Dude, she should have picked Alex. Because right from the jump, Ramona is on her. Because Bethany crosses the street and she's, like, hanging up a phone call. She's got a sandwich in her hand. Like, she's shoving food in her mouth. And, like, she almost gets hit by a car, which is, like, every day in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And, like, Ramona's like, you gotta be careful. What are you doing? Like, watch out. You, you shouldn't be on the phone while you're doing that. And, like, immediately just, like, on Bethany. And Bethany's yeah. like, I'm sorry. I haven't eaten. I'm running. I know. And they're, you know, just going right onto the bridge. And Jill, I mean, Bethany starts talking about Jill. And Ramona just immediately goes to Jill's defense, and Ramona says, I think you're a press monger, and you love to talk to the press. Well, That's because, the first dig. Well, Jill starts, I mean, Bethany starts by saying, Jill planted the article. Mm-hmm, sorry, yeah. And then Ramona says, you're a press monger, you're the one that did it. Which Yeah, and in then it even goes further to a talking head moment from Ramona where she's just like, yeah, Bethany is definitely loves the press. She's always in the press. It wasn't jail. And she's like, Bethany, you're all about self-service. It's all about you. And this just immediately is like, not the response Bethany thought she was going to get. No. And is like, I just tweeted out last weekend about your HSN line who is self-serving, you horrible person? <laughs> like, But I also think it's funny that the way that Bethany can defend her not being a self-serving person has to do with business. Yep. That's what she... I did feel like, well, is that... I mean, it's a business thing that you're... You know? Yeah. Like, not, not to say that Ramona's reached out to her for help with personal things, because we have no idea, but I just thought it's like, that's the first thing you could think of. You know, type of type of feeling. Well, um, so then after she says that, here, like this is two minutes into the episode, and Ramona goes, "At least I have friends. You have no friends. Who are your friends? You have nobody in your life. You have Jason, and you'll probably mess that up too." 
It is so... It's so deadpan. And it is just, like, literally you can see the stinger, the singer stinger, like, just hit Bethany. Bethany is, like, the air escapes from her body. She looks pale as a ghost. She is just so taken aback. And it's literally, like, it's as if somebody had just spoken to you your biggest fears because that's big that's bethany's biggest hang-up is that she feels alone in this world and she's literally saying that you're the reason you're alone and that's everything that bethany doesn't want to hear It, it was just so cruel so cruel i'm reading it again and it's just to see it written out and Bethany... You have Jason. You'll probably mess that up, too. Ugh. And then Bethany's like, why are you even walking with me? Do you even care? And Ramona says, I, this is just her being honest. This is what friendship is. And she's like, you didn't even invite me. I invited you because I needed to talk. Can I just also point out, the camera work on this is outstanding. Absolutely. Should be Emmy-nominated, mm-hmm. Golden Globe. Like, are you kidding me? Because... The guy is definitely walking backwards across a crowded Brooklyn Bridge. Yep. And they keep stopping because they're fighting. And there's and people all around them. They're not the only... People, they didn't, you don't shut down the Brooklyn Bridge for a real no, housewife. There's literally yeah. a guy in one scene. You can see he's like jumping up behind trying to get on camera. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, we only get one real angle of them walking across the bridge. I literally think it was just one cameraman. Like, you don't get a... a camera from any other angle except the forward of them walking really i mean it would be hard to get to to be honest that's what i'm saying it's not it's It's not not the widest of the paths have you walked the brooklyn bridge i have yes twice yeah i used to walk the brooklyn bridge all the time yeah i I can't believe she's never done it anyway um, oh yeah yeah uh, ramona has never done it which is like classic of her to not have ever done it it's a great walk if you ever go to new york city highly highly recommend brooklyn it's a great, heights is amazing great thing to do yeah. yeah great thing to do um so yeah so then ramona i think she's doing what she always does she's like oh shit i went too far so then she says sorry if how i told you i fell sorry i upset you it wasn't my intention and she, she basically realizes to, her mistake. She tries before that to inject humor by saying, let's talk about Obama's health care. Did she say that? Oh, my yes. God, I missed that. She was like, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about Obama's health care. And then she, then she's like, okay, my humor's not working. Because Bethany, like, honestly, I don't even think she heard her say that either. Because she's still just like, she the the wind is knocked out of her. Agree. I think it's probably the meanest thing. Bethany says a lot of mean things. I think it's the meanest thing anyone has ever said to Bethany back. A hundred percent. Unprompted. Yeah. Is what we must remember. They are in a good place, her and Ramona. They are not currently fighting. And it's not like there was anything that Bethany had done to Jill at this moment that was egregious either. She was just like, I think Jill planted this story. And like, They've thought that Jill planted stories before. Yeah. And Bethany says, I don't want to win with Jill. Jill has her army. I have nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, then in, I think it was in the, like, a, in the Talking Head interview, whatever, Bethany, that's when she explains about her dad is not doing well and she's not ready to yeah. share and her effects on, on the relationship. And, you know, she doesn't talk about it with Ramona in that moment, but she shares mm-hmm. with us yeah. as another layer of, why things were rough for her this summer, maybe why she wasn't what Jill wanted out of her. She, um, she's also saying, like, try, like she kind of gets back on track. Like, Ramona is able to get Bethany to say what happened was that she did call Jill and she did try and talk to her and did try and meet up with her. And, like, Ramona's like, you have to meet in person. And she's like, I tried. Everything doesn't always work the way you want it to, Ramona. And it was like, in that moment, you could just feel Bethany just being like, nothing is working the way I want it to right now. And like, although things are good, like, my friend once said, like, you can have money, romance, 
and family. Like, you can, you have all three, but not all three can ever be good at the same time. Like, or maybe health was one of them, too. It's like, mm-hmm. there's always going to be one of those things that's not good. And I feel like Bethany went from I'm having it all to my father's dying, my best friend hates me, and I want to jump off the Brooklyn Bridge because this woman just told me that it's all my fault that anyone, uh, everyone doesn't love me. I know. In a funny moment, Ramona says she can't wait to get off the bridge. It's the first time she's excited to go to Brooklyn. Yes. And I do have to tell you one thing I Googled and looked up. So the whole scene is about seven minutes long. Mm -hmm. Yet it takes 20 to 25 minutes to briskly walk across the whole Brooklyn Bridge. And they walk from end to end because they end up in Brooklyn. Where is the footage of the entire 25-minute conversation? Andy, someone, release it. Because I think that there's even more was said. I feel like Bethany shut down. I don't know. I don't know. We'll never know. But it just... Things that I think of when I was like, mm, it doesn't take seven minutes to walk across this bridge. It's pretty big bridge. They yeah. literally Google mapped it to see how long it takes <laughs> to walk from end to end. Um, but yes, they finally make it to the end. They meet up with Alex and Simon. She with also, no clue what's Bethany, going on. I think is really interesting, and I just want to remind back for one second, is that she says, I don't want to win with Jill. If she... If she loses, we all lose. And that was, like, when she was saying that she has the army. But I think that's really interesting is that Bethany, again, like, just feels defenseless because she doesn't have any friends. And it's even harder to say you're going to lose everyone when Jill has everyone, seemingly, mm-hmm. to Bethany. Um, so... Again, we, like you said, we go to Brooklyn. Sorry, I just wanted to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're explaining basically to Alex and Simon what just happened <laughs> and the fight they had. And, and the Ramona versioning. calls it a heated discussion and <laughs> Bethany thinks it's a huge fight. So already we know they are not seeing eye to eye Yeah. on what just happened. And Bethany, in a little... In her interview, she says she just went on the Ramona coaster. Now, was that the first time that that has actually been said on the show? Do you remember them ever? Like, obviously, it's hard to differentiate because we've always said it. But I feel like that might be the first time it, it was actually be. said. Because it really was the, like, every emotion was hit. Because they get to Brooklyn. Alex and Simon have coffee for them. They tell them, like, it seems like in a five-second exchange, like, we got into a fight. We don't agree it was a fight. Whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, ooh, look at the view. And, like, Ramona is just, like, takes pictures of me. I look fabulous. And then, um... Well, Bethany's just kind of... That's when she's kind of in shock. She's like, oh, I guess we're fine. We're just going to, like, take photos now? Like, what is what is going on? And then they go to lunch, which we don't get to see the lunch. And no. I'm like, damn it, I would have killed to see that lunch. Where's I want to know where they too? took her in Brooklyn. But also, there's this moment, and it's so tiny, and, like, you can blink and miss it, but Ramona gets really silly and, like, has almost a, like, a cartoony voice, and she's like, can you believe I'm in Brooklyn? (laughs) Like, it was just the silliest I've ever heard Ramona in my life. I was dying. I know. She's crazy. She's, she's losing. It was just, I mean, the more I watched... Especially this episode, I'm like, I really want everyone to go to therapy. But then I was like, if everyone goes to therapy, we would never have this show. Should we send them to the group therapy that they did in season one of Salt Lake City when they were on the giant couch? No, that was horrible. <laughs> that was not real therapy. <laughs> that was therapy. terrible. That was That not was good. people choosing sides. That was Yeah, so then um, dark. <laughs> speaking of Looney Tunes, we go over to Kelly somewhere in the city who's doing a story she was already dying at this scene she's doing a story for gotham magazine and she is like aggressively running up to people to interview them it's like billy on the street but just imagine kelly prancing i said kelly was the original tiktok interviewer before tiktok street interviews became popular because that's basically what she's trying to do except she doesn't have a normal iphone she's a literal camera crew from a tv show trailing her as she's sprinting mm-hmm. up to people which new yorkers do not want to be bothered don't ever ask me anything while i'm walking in new york <laughs> like no i, I assume never, you're begging yeah. or you're 
I just assume it's a scam. Or, I assume yeah, it's a scam. Yeah, like, nothing good will come from that. Actually, in any uh, city, because they always tell you when you travel abroad, they're like, there's this scam and that scam, and I'm always just like, it all starts with someone comes up and tries to talk to you, and I'll tell you right now, I don't talk to anybody. <laughs> like, yeah, when I was in Paris, I was, like, so nervous my, our cell phone was going to get yeah. stolen because I'd heard so many stories near the Eiffel Tower, and I was, like, holding on to that thing for dear life because I'd heard so many stories of that. Some man um, tried to, like, tell me I was beautiful and French by the, the Eiffel Tower, and I was like, I'm from New York. I'm not going to take any of this shit. Yeah. You're not going to steal anything from me. Yeah, that is. <laughs> Could have been. That was, that was my future husband. <laughs> I ruined it. <laughs> Um, so I noticed something too about Kelly. She's like a super like close talker, like, you know, Seinfeld close talker. Um, for those who have watched Seinfeld, there's a whole episode about like this woman who talks like, just like, you know, those people that step too close to you to talk to you and you're just like personal space. She doesn't know what that is. She's talking very close to strangers and it's very uncomfortable. I felt uncomfortable. She's going up to them to talk about fashion. And the first is she like approaches this couple that are getting into a cab and she's like, Hey, and I'm like, they're trying to go into a cab. Like that cabbie's going to drive away. The meter is running. What are you doing? (laughs) She also says she's looking for like trend driven items. And she goes, my beanie is trend driven, but actually she's like not wrong because beanies were like Super, like, what she's wearing was very trendy in 2010 to wear, like, the slouchy beanie. Although she's in, like, a dress, so it it's, looks like it's nice weather. Like, she doesn't need a beanie. Are beanies not in anymore? No, they are, but I'm saying that's kind of when they got big. Like, when they think yeah. of, like, the Brooklyn-wearing beanie, you, wo- you wore it. I was like, I just bought a, a beanie. Am I out? <laughs> no, no, no. I would say that's when it started to be, like, a fashionable True. hat and not just something you wear when it's cold to cover yeah. your ears which was the purpose of said hat so she wasn't totally wrong then she runs into some friend peter on the street who does hair and she's like trying to take photos of him she doesn't know he's a camera she's again bringing up how oh i was married to the most famous photographer but Here's i don't know how to thing. take photos of people like the thing that I, that drove me nuts about that sentence is my friends husbands do all sorts of jobs they don't know how to do their husband's jobs nor do their husbands know how to do their jabs. That's not how marriage works. It's not like yeah. an osmosis thing where all of a sudden you can do exactly what Derek does. No, I could never <laughs> do what he does. It would have been better to say, like, I can't believe me as a model who's been in front of a camera a gazillion times yep. never went behind the camera. By the way, she's talking about this camera like it's a fancy camera. It's like a Nikon yeah. digital camera. Yeah. It's it's a point and shoot gang. Yeah, it's what I had in college. This is like I would understand if it was one of like the fancy cameras. Yeah, yeah it's those not are a DSL very or anything. Yeah. No, no, it's it's um, definitely definitely not. So- it's a list of questions she's supposed to ask people, mm-hmm. and one of them is, "Are you wearing underwear?" And you see kind of like a montage of her asking people this, and like they're all very good looking men. And then it gets to two small children, <laughs> like not small children, maybe they were like 13. Yeah. And she's like, Are you wearing underwear? And the kid's like, What? <laughs> she's like, mm-hmm. You know what? I'm not going to ask that one. I was like, You think? <laughs> yeah, very, very odd moment. Um, then we shift over to the land, who's back in the city. Mind you, we haven't seen her in the Hamptons in numerous episodes so Mm -hmm. i don't know what's going on with her but she's going to a high-end thrift store that raises money like donates money from the sales of the clothes to um homeless people uh, homeless people and homeless shelters people just homeless no just homeless maybe they have teeth maybe they don't not a precursor for entry we don't know um but so she wants to have a cocktail party where the women donate high-end clothes cocktails and couture and to raise money for the shop, which is owned by her friend Henry, who is the Henry. most adorable little man, and yeah. I would like more of him on my screen. He was so cute. Henry was a sweet time. I liked him a lot. Yeah, it was like a random scene, but I think they needed it to set up for whatever party that Lou is. Oh, for sure. You know, gonna gonna be hosting. So that's Did that's you a, you know, it was pretty quick. She was in and out of that store. Did you notice the price tag close up on like one of the pieces of clothing? Yeah, it was like twenty two hundred dollars. Yeah. It was a high end. It was more anyone probably would have called it a consignment shop and like but I guess mm-hmm. because it's not a consignment it's for donation and then, you know, they're donating the money that that's why mm-hmm. it's not but it's it's yeah. It's a nice idea. 
Then we get Lou and Jill, and Lou is acting like she's just like, oh, thank you so much for letting me stay the night, Jill. But last episode, she was saying that she stays in Jill's apartment sometimes. So I was just like, yeah, I guess she's just... Don't act like this is your first time snuggling in Jill's bed, which is also very Jill and Bethany. I know. I. It was real weird. I know. I felt the same way. Uh, I literally wrote, she's legit, legit doing what she did to Bethany to Lou. Yep. Of like, you're my little pet now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jill talks about how she got a Saks Diamond credit card, so obviously I looked up. The information on that Can and you have just to, talk it's not about as much how as I thought she said it though she's like oh, i've got bad news i got such bad news in the mail you'll never guess i thought she was being like served i thought it was yeah. gonna be like legal papers oh bobby's gonna be so upset well he'll, he'll be fine but still i spent too much i spent so you too have much. to spend over twenty five thousand dollars at Saks. But, like, I didn't say, like, a month, or I don't know over how much time you need to do that to get that card. I mean, that pro- it, that party, Well, that's what I'm saying. Me, she hosted the party, so the party is what got her the card. But also, did because, she do one of those things where she put she charged it to her card and then charged back Bravo? Because that's what it felt like That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> did, was the food and all of that, you know, charged to Saks that was necessary for said party? So... Yeah, I, I'm not What are the I'm benefits sure. of being a Diamond Club member? Oh, I'd have to pull it back up again. Oh, VIP dang. concierge, you know, it showed you, like, the difference, mm-hmm. you know, and it listed a whole bunch of things that uh, I don't know what they are. Obviously, I'm not a Saks Diamond credit card holder, so. You're not? Nope. Word of advice, don't take credit cards out from stores. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> well, then Ginger farts. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot and they're just like, oh, it smells awful. And I was like, we had to keep this in. Um, and then they they switch to talking about Bethany. And Jill talks about the email that she sent Kelly and her reasoning behind it. And as you'll remember from last episode, the email was basically like, a little birdie told me, Kelly, that you're hanging out with Bethany. And I'm not, so you shouldn't. Well, Good luck with that. Jill tells us that Bethany hurt Kelly everywhere. And Jill... Her now, family, her business. I'm like, well, I don't like... But that's the shit that Kelly starts. Kelly has that narrative that she attacks everything when Bethany is really just like, you're kind of a cuckoo banana. Mm-hmm. And like she's just like, you're mean to my children. It's like, wait, what? Um, but Jill, because of this, thinks that if... Kelly can like Bethany. After that, she's a hypocrite and a liar. And I'm just like, hold the phone, lady. That is a big Like, you can't change your opinion on anyone? (laughs) And then also, like, or forgive people and move on. Even if you did feel this way in a moment and realize, like, this is my castmate. I still have to work with her. Maybe we can move on. She also says in her interview, Jill goes, am I just being paranoid? And I literally want to scream, like, yes. Yes, she you're said, paranoid. Like, you are making something out of nothing. She wrote, uh, she said, is is she, li- am I lying or am I, and I wrote, I couldn't even finish the sentence. I just wrote in all caps, you are paranoid, Jill. You are paranoid. So I agree. Yeah. It's just, it was tough. And then. It, it was tough to see her, like, it's just the start of the, it, it all stems from paranoia. I feel like so much of this of, like. The, like Mindy Kaling's book, everyone's hanging out without me type, like. But I, I think, again, it's also Lou in her ear being like, you don't need Bethany. You know, like, I've got you. And, and mm-hmm. Bethany is so mean and she's a snake and you're right. Like, I think it's always, it's tough when there's a friend group and you're mad at one friend and then another friend is with you because I think that other friend feeds into the anger. It's like when you have a group of work friends and you go out for drinks and you shit talk your boss and like everyone will just be way worse than normal. I feel like it's like the group mentality of it all. Um, Yeah, Lou is definitely adding to the fire of it and she's certainly not trying to talk Jill down to get them to make up. Yes, no, Lou does not want them to make up at all. And, uh, but I mean, it's no, 
it's not Lou's fault. I will say this is also Jill being crazy. Well, not crazy, but paranoid. Yeah, no, she's she's certainly paranoid. So then we go over to Kelly Ramona, Bethany, and Alex, and they are casting models for this Brooklyn fashion show. Um, so the first one to arrive is Bethany, and Alex is there. And, and this is very reminiscent to, like, season one Bethany mm-hmm. and Alex moment of Bethany just kind of opening up out of nowhere to Alex about what's going on with her father because Bethany has to go to L.A. to catch a flight. And is literally lives leaving in LA. right from this. She, like, yeah, yeah. has her suitcase. She's going, and... Alex is actually really like I'm like you are gonna make a great therapist, Alex. Because okay, but she annoyed me a little in the beginning, oh. but then she saved it. I just felt she was asking her too many questions because Bethany kept up being like, "I don't know, I don't know." And she's like, "Is he gonna die before you get there? How sick is he? When have you talked to him last?" And I feel like I'm like, mm. okay, you're you're being a little inquisitive at the beginning, but then she she saves it and and yeah. is amazing. But it was just like right in the beginning, I was like, "Chill, Alex." Like. You're digging a little too... This is not the moment to dig for information. This is just a, wow, that's really hard. I'm so sorry you have to go through this moment. And she's like... Yeah. Oh, do you think he'll see you? Do you think you're going to say I love you? Do you think you're going to say I forgive you? And I'm like... Like, oh. do you think he'll be able to acknowledge you? And like, yeah. Yeah, like, this is... You don't know anything about her and her father's relationship. So it and just felt... To be fair, neither does Bethany at this moment. <laughs> True. And I don't, I don't think Bethany... Maybe I could see that as something she looked back on and gets annoyed at, and it will be interesting, like, at the reunion to see if she feels if that conversation is brought up, but that was just my perception of it. I thought it was just really smart of Alex to point out, like, you keep saying you're not sad, but you're crying. Like, this is sad. It's okay to be sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when B and Alex talk, I just feel like they can be each other, and uh, I just, you know, if Bethany could be like this all the time, I really feel like her and Alex actually could have been, like, good friends. I agree. It was sad watching it a little bit because I was just like, oh, I wish you guys were still friends because I think she would be a great friend to you. I think so, too. Like, I really, you know, we said this a lot in season one that there were so many, for some reason, there's, like, an aura or something about Alex that always let Bethany have her guard down. And I don't mm. think Alex ever used it against Bethany no. in a way that a lot of other people probably have done that yeah, to Bethany. A hundred percent. And I just, I don't know what the barrier between the two of them that really blocked them from being good friends was. Hmm. I wonder if it was the show in general. I think it was. I think so it was. after this emotional breakdown, uh, Kelly comes in and, uh, the models start coming in and Kelly starts talking about how she feels bad that they're about to judge models. And Bethany's like, Oh yeah, poor models. So beautiful and young and like have everything. And Kelly's just like, that's an assumption of beautiful women that we have everything. It was very much like rich people can't have problems because they're rich type mentality. Yeah. And I, I do think I don't like because yeah, they, they okay, they might be beautiful and all this, but do you know how much they're like scrutinized based on their looks and what they have to do probably to maintain their looks and the unhealthy practices that probably go into it because some man told them they need to lose five pounds. Like it's very mentally taxing profession. And that's so kind of Kelly what wasn't wrong. Yeah, honestly. I thought Kelly was actually doing a pretty good job explaining like you're just a model all the time and it's just everyone is always judging you yeah and i thought that was uh, she wasn't she wasn't wrong for that um and then ramona tells bethany before bethany leaves that jill is coming to her house on wednesday and do you want to come over so you can finally meet and talk in person Mm -hmm. and bethany's like "Uh, we'll see i gotta go to la and she basically just like sprinted out of there with the sandwich in her suitcase but she also calls it the poor man's America's Next Top Model and sits next to Derek during the modeling. And those two Kiki, which was kind of cute. Yeah, Bethany I mean, the and models Derek were gorgeous, and I, men and women, and I did appreciate seeing all of them. Or They were all very beautiful. They were, yeah, there were some very interesting models, I will say. Yeah, and, and then we have a quick little scene of Luann, who's meeting with, like, a realtor. <laughs> I love Going over, scene. you know, she's finally ready to get back in the city. 
And I keep wondering too, I'm like, how is Lou paying for this? I mean, I, I don't know. Is but it alimony? Did she get a lump sum? Again, my questions of Luann's life that I'll never get the answers to because she didn't sell the Hamptons house. Mm-mm. So she's paying to maintain this $8 million estate in the Hamptons. And then she's got to pay for probably a nice apartment in New York City, which we know is super expensive. Well, we and know it's a nice apartment because her laundry list of things that she wants. She from starts this light and then she says, well, Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Most important thing, a fireplace. And then she's like, but an office area, balcony, high ceilings, pre-war, no galley kitchen, not super high up in a building, sunlight and amenities. Yeah, I was just, just like... Just to name a few things. I just wanted to know her price for points so badly. She didn't say. Like, I mean, I'd put her for renting... Six thousand. Eight. Six, six to ten, you know, pending on location. Obviously, if it's Upper East Side, it's going to be a bit cheaper than if she wants all those things downtown. Upper East Side, you can get, you know, better deals. Depends on bedrooms, too. But, yeah, I'm just like, because they're not making an insane amount from Housewives yet. No. So I was just very curious. Again, it goes back to who's paying for this? <laughs> um. I have no idea, but we go next to... Brooklyn. Back to Brooklyn. Oh, and this is when Jill's going to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny because <laughs> Jill's just like, I'm coming to see the new place. I haven't seen... I haven't been out there for a while and all that. And Alex is just like, well, Jill and I are up and down, and I think we're up now, so that's why Jill's coming. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and she comes in and Alex offers Jill pretzels and Jill's just like, love. She's like, do you like pretzels? Love. Who doesn't like, I don't know if I've ever met a single person in my entire life that doesn't like pretzels. I can't eat them because they're gluten. I can eat gluten That's a different ones. reason. And I feel like she would know if she was gluten free or not at this point True. in her friendship. So she just straight up is like, do you like pretzels? If you don't like pretzels, let me know. Who doesn't like pretzels? Like, I, I've never heard of such a thing. It's true. Pretzels are It's like a basic. universally loved snack. Yeah, I, I, that's true. I, Again, it's, allergies different. Gluten is different. But yeah. to say... But, like, I eat like gluten-free pretzels. Yeah, they have those Gluten-free peanut butter-filled pretzels. Great time. Yeah. I highly I recommend. pretzels of all variety. They're like, oh, the best. I love a soft pretzel so much with beer cheese. All right, now we're just getting Now hungry. I'm just daydreaming about a soft pretzel with beer cheese. So, um, also in this moment, Alex's hair color is looking like real orange. And I just really had to point it out because the mix of like Jill's red hair and then Alex's orange hair was just like really throwing, throwing me. And then the red in the home. It was just like yeah. a lot of color happening in the scene. I wonder if it is the red in the home that threw it off balance, though, too. Maybe. It was looking so orange. Like, I don't, I don't know what was happening. Well. Uh, but then... Alex tells her about this Brooklyn Fashion Week, which Jill... Well, first... I'm pretty sure she didn't know anything about. Alex kind of goes to Jill, and she's just like, last time I saw you, you said I looked stressed. And Jill is just ready to apologize. She's just like, I want you... I was so glad you brought that up. I was going to say that, too. I... She's losing her team members, by the way. That's why she's doing this. A hundred percent. She's like... Because Kelly is now mm -hmm. cool with Bethany... You have Ramona. Why she doesn't know about the bridge to, incident. To Brooklyn. Yeah. And she's, the, the the compliment shower that Alex is given is unreal. It's like, 
your hair was beautiful, your dress was beautiful, your shoes were beautiful, your face looked beautiful, but you just, in your eyes, I could tell you were stressed. I was like, which is uh, a nice way, though, to like say I'm worried. But that's about not how she didn't... said it originally. No, no, no. But I, <laughs> I think that's how more people, when you say to someone like, "Are you okay? You don't look okay." It is most of the time a look in their eyes or yeah. something like that. So she's not wrong. But because of that, that's why Alex is like, "All right, I'll talk to you about Brooklyn Fashion Week," and like Jill is immediately getting her. Why not me? Because oh, she's like, she's like, Ramona's involved. Why not? Why not me? Why not Luann? Luann was a model, uh, and it just—it's already starting. And Alex is like, "Well, it was three weeks ago," and uh, and Jill's immediately like, "Is Bethany involved?" And this is where you start to see Alex's hives develop. Oh, my God. Literally, I, th- I did notice that, you, like, on her chest. You watch them pop up on her chest. It's, I, like, got anxious watching it because I know that sometimes I can get that. And um, she's just, Alex is doing her best to be a good mediator. And so she's like, Bethany's going through stuff. And she wants to respect Bethany's privacy with the father stuff. But I think in her heart of hearts, she knows that if Jill knows this, maybe she'll finally break. And she knows that Bethany needs Jill. I think it was a nice friend move for her to do it. Yeah, and then in the end, too, Jill kind of guesses it has to do with Bethany's father. So technically, she didn't really tell her. She, she did says, it. does it have to do with her dad? So it, it kind of helps guide her there. But Jill's just really having none of what Alex has to say. She's saying that Bethany's not the same girl she met. She's so driven to be successful and make money, and she'll do it at any cost. Um, and, and Alex is really not buying Jill's side of this. It's she says really it. she says, good. This, this talking says, head I'm, is amazing because Alex is just like, I've heard bur- both sides now. Burst sides? She I don't says know it's said it easier like to believe Bethany's side. Well, because... Because there's these Bethany side makes more sense. Well, because she's sitting there and she's telling her like, hey, your friend's dad is dying and she doesn't have a relationship. And like Jill kind of want you can tell she's just like she doesn't have a relationship with him. It doesn't matter almost. And it's like she knows she can't say that, but you can tell she wants to because mm-hmm. Jill thinks she's more important to Bethany than her father. So that's why she's upset. And Alex also phrases it in a really decent way where she's just like, even if there's 0.5% of you that thinks that you and Bethany can get back together, now is the time. Just reach Mm -hmm. out and ask her how she's doing. You don't have to mend everything. Just ask her how she is. She needs that. And the way that Jill... Like you said, like, it's just like, she's just out for money, this, this, that. It's just, I think Alex could tell, it's just like, oh, you don't really care about this friendship. No. Whereas Bethany really no, did. And I think yeah. that's why it's so much easier for Alex to take that side. Because she realizes that Jill isn't caring about it the way that Bethany is. Yeah, agreed. You, you are not wrong. Um... So we're kind of leave that scene and then we go over to Ramona's. This is the Wednesday date that Ramona was talking about having them over. And Luann is there and Jill is there to look at Ramona's clothes to donate. And I love that like Ramona first pulls out like some jumpsuit and then Lou is like, no, it's supposed to be like high end clothes. But she does pull out some nice clothes she to does. still donate. So she's not like against it. I think she just didn't understand. But what she was doing. Then Jill and Lou start mean girling Ramona. Did you catch this? Where they're like, you have to have some short skirts you want to give away. Don't you want to yeah. give away your short skirts? You they're know, something mean more. vibes together. Th- something more age appropriate. And I was just like, there's that shit again. Mm-hmm. And like Ramona, of course, stands up for herself and is just like, I have these legs. I'm going to show them off as long as I can. Which, you know what? It's like 10 years later, she's still showing it off. 
Still yeah. looks fucking phenomenal. You know Wear all the short skirts you want, sweetheart. Agree. And you know what's so weird? She just posted a uh, This will be a few weeks later, but she posted a photo of her in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And she looked amazing. I reposted it. And a few people were like, oh, Ozempic. I was like, Ramona has literally always been this size. Yeah. She does not look smaller to me than she has. And maybe it's just a few pounds she lost, but it is not giving... I just those like you can't assume everyone who looks good like I'm like you haven't been watching her for the past 20 years for however long she's been on her TV for I just feel like she's somebody who does squats while she talks on the phone definitely yeah we all we've seen it and no not no part of me not to say she hasn't had other things but she certainly um I mean I think it's I don't think she's taken anything like that yeah but um, B is back from L.A. We see her outside, and she has a box of pastries, it looks like, in her hand. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't look great. Like No, she says her father wouldn't see her. And that, I wrote that in all... so fucked up. I wrote in all caps, her dad wouldn't see her, and then I made a sad face with crying tears. No, it's horrible. That's <laughs> literally... Like, this that's just... top, it's one of the top saddest things. That's and it horrible. Broke You're on your deathbed and you won't see your daughter. She flew all the way to LA to say goodbye. And it's just, it was so dark. It was so sad. I really felt for her. Mm-hmm. And Ramona welcomes Bethany in like a very calming voice. I know she's also trying to be like whisper so that they don't hear her. But Ramona's understanding the assignment yes. that we are an ensemble. And we need to get back together because we are not filming mm-hmm. together and this is not good. So Bethany walks in and Lou gasps. <laughs> she literally gasps. She's just like, <gasps> well, that's when we find out that Ramona did not tell the other two women that Bethany was coming, which I don't blame her nope, for not telling them. Not one bit. And so Lou's like, do you want to talk to me? And like Bethany's like, we can talk later. I need to talk to Jill. No, she actually says, you don't, or she, I think she says, you don't want to talk to me. And she's like, no, I'll talk to you. But like, hold your horse. Like, Lou's acting like the two of them were the BFFs that her and Jill were, that their Mm -hmm. equal relationship and place. And she just immediately comes in hot. Way too hot, Lou. Well, Lou is just waiting to pick at Bethany, it feels like. She's just like. Oh, for sure. Um... And Jill comes out, and she's like, absolutely not. I'm being ambushed. No, no, no. I don't understand that, how she could. This is one person. Ramona and Lou are not saying anything. It's two against no one. one. Is it's up two Bethany. against one. It's Ramona and Bethany against me, which is not true, because like no, you said, they're I'm not saying, saying like, anything. Also, lose so far up your butt, you can use her as a fucking puppet master. Yeah, like, an ambush is, like, five people to one. Like, there's there's nothing about this that's sabotage an ambush. Because Bethany is so calm and so... She's an injured puppy coming. Yes. and This and is not Jill's, full force it's an Bethany. Ambush. I won't talk to you. I won't talk to you. And um, Bethany's, like, literally begging her to talk to her. I think it's really interesting because she says there's no reason that Jill cannot sit down and talk to me unless Jill is afraid of something that she'll say. Agree. Agree. There, there's no reason in this moment that she shouldn't be able to just sit. Even if she doesn't want to say anything, let Bethany say what she wants to say. Mm-hmm. Don't say anything. Again, and it's like, not an ambush. There's not all of the women aren't like imagine if everyone was there. Sure. This is not, this is not, an, I can, I just, fully disagree with Jill on this. It's just weird, too, because Jill's just like, you look great, you look beautiful, I can't do this. Like, I wish, I wish you, you well. I, I, she kept saying, like, I wish you the best, but I can't do this. I know. And, so finally, they sit down, and Lou and Ramona are not sitting there with them even. They're, like, off, yeah, they're eavesdropping. But, but, like, Lou is so... So wound up by this and Mm -hmm. so anxious about it. She won't sit down. Like, Ramona's kind of, like, listening from a safe distance. But, like, Lou is, like, pacing and being like, this isn't good. Like, be more transparent, Lou. Bethany discuss, like, basically, you know, 
first, sorry, I think Jill actually first goes into, you didn't catch up with me with Bobby. All you did was send flowers. You weren't there. She's very dramatic. And it goes, he had his throat, throat slit. slit. She makes like this hand motion. It's very dramatic. And Bethany's truly like, I did not know the severity of this procedure. You said it you was a procedure. Yeah. You did not tell me that you needed me to be there for you. And why didn't you just come out and say it? I would have been there for you. I didn't know it was that. And I really, honestly, I believe Bethany. Well, I think. <laughs> I feel like that should be a shirt. If I still liked Bethany as much as I do in this moment, I believe Bethany. But I yeah. do. It really makes yeah. sense. Her side makes sense. Well, and I think also what she's saying, like, I, I don't know about you, but I've definitely had this friend where it's like, you can just never come correct for them. Yes. There's like so an, uh, there's like an unknown test. She's like I and I I when she said the sentence, I like felt it to my bone when she was just like I bought the flowers and while I'm buying them, I knew there was going to be something not good enough with the flowers. There was going to be something not good enough with the card. And I just I can't win. Like I know I'm going to fuck up somehow. There's I thought that was very interesting. A, a new thing brought into this relationship mm-hmm. that was not pointed out. Well, um, there's unreached, untenable expectations for what one must do, and like yeah, and Jill when you says don't tell someone what you want, they can't do it. Yeah, Jill. Jill goes into it's not a mutual give and take um, in the relationship that, and Bethany's like, no, we like both gave and took from each other. Like I think it was pretty even, and. That basically just like Jill seems to always think the worst of Bethany. Mm-hmm. And I really like when Bethany is like, I am not an evil, malicious person. Like, why would you think I would do this to hurt you? What have I ever done to show you that I would want to purposely do this to hurt you where you couldn't forgive me? And we hear Jill say, you were like my living room, which I thought was a very interesting thing to call someone. Like, it's like mm-hmm. you were the person that, like, I saw all the time, five times a day. I know, they always talk about they talk four times a day. I'm like, did you literally talk on the phone? For, or you just mean, like, texting or, like, emails? Like, I always wonder when, I'm like, were you literally calling each other four times a day? Excessive. Like, that's unhealthy. Um, and there's no mutual friendship because there's no give and take. Mm-hmm. Which, again, watching Jill, it's hard to give to her. She likes to give to you. But I think Bethany's right in the sense of, like, you have to come correct. And if you don't come correct, don't come at all. But if mm-hmm. you don't know what the standards are for correct, you're just always going to fail. Yeah. And, and it's so clear in this Bethany is not angry, she's upset, and Jill is only angry. Jill's very angry, yes. And Bethany is very much like, I just want us to be okay, and Jill is just giving her absolutely nothing. Well, and and Jill also keeps being like, Bethany, you're dumping all of your resentments on me. You're, I didn't, I didn't, I wouldn't have sat down if I thought you were just going to go at me. And the interesting thing is, is like she keeps talking about how Bethany goes at her so hard. And I'm just like, you loved that. You loved that rapport. Yeah. Like, I know that there were digs that went harder than others sometimes, but like, it, it doesn't make sense because, Jill, if there were problems, you never set up your boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it, it's an absolute disaster. We'll skip over just a tiny bit. Ramona makes such a logical point right at the end of the episode because we're basically almost done. And mm-hmm. Ramona says she doesn't understand why Jill won't forgive her. The two of them fight all the time and they always forgive each other. Why yeah. will she not forgive Bethany? She can't understand why she is this upset with her. And I agree, Ramona. I really, really agree that it, Jill can't get her own head out of her ass to be like, Maybe I didn't clearly communicate how severe Bobby's thing was and own up to that side mm-hmm. of it. And then to look, be like, yo, I guess Bethany was pretty busy this summer. She wasn't around. Well, and Bethany also brings up that Jill was out and about. So, like, 
while they're going back and forth, Bethany's like, I, how was I supposed to know that there was something seriously wrong when you're going to, like, dog and pony shows in the Hamptons and all these other things? Like, every time I talked to you, you were out and about. It couldn't have been that bad. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And then during this fucking fight, Lou and Ramona come in like the Keystone Cops. With oh, my fucking, God. Like, it's so ridiculous, this, like, comedy interlude of them trying to serve tea on a silver service tea of anyone? tea. And they're like, and then Jill is like, yes. And I'm like, I can't believe you said yes to the tea in this moment. It was so awkward. It was so funny. It was it was wild, and then Lou was like, "We have a car downstairs. We have to go." Yeah, and, and it, you know, it just reminded me. So, like, this is like, and like a family instance we had. So, my dad has like a lot of first cousins. So we find out one of his first cousin's sons got married, mm-hmm. and my parents were not invited. Yet we invited all of my dad's first cousins to my wedding and to my sister's wedding. My dad is upset, and I'm like, "All right, so why don't you call him, Dad?" No, yeah. that'd be weird. And I'm like, you cannot be mad at someone if you don't call them and find out what happened. What happened? And they've never now now he has this weird resentment and he's never talked to him about it. And I'm like, it was his son who got married. Maybe the wife's parents paid for the whole thing and it was yeah. a small wedding. Like you have no idea because you're just making assumptions and now you're pissed off. But the person you're mad at doesn't even know you're mad at them because you didn't call or text. Oh, that'd be so weird if I called them. I'm like Okay, well, then you can't be mad. Like, if you're not willing to tell the person what you're mad about, I don't, I'm not a believer of Yeah, you're allowed to silently be mad. And then if that cousin called my dad, he has no idea my dad is mad. That basically is, like, what seems to have happened. Yep. And then Bethany is just like, I didn't know it was this bad because you didn't tell me it was this bad. And then you let all this time go by and you wound yourself up to be all more paranoid and more mad about it. And there's there's no wedding. And she's just so pissed at Lou, which I would be too, because it's just like, first the tea, now the car, like, and Lou just keeps being like, I just couldn't let it go on. It was just so much. They should it was have. just they so much. Have. They shouldn't have stopped. It was so ridiculous to say the car is downstairs. There was like, no fisticuffs. There was no, no. one crying. Like, the only one that's crying is Bethany. And if you don't give a fucking shit about Bethany, then why? Jill was fine. Jill even says, am I a cold bitch? I wasn't crying at all. Jill's like, I'm yeah. not so, upset about so this. Then it ends. Bethany leaves. Then, which is Lou... interesting because it's like Lou's like, we've got a car, we've got a car, we've got to go. Bethany walks out, and I think Bethany figured that they were walking out after her because she holds the door for a second, uh-huh. and then she's just like, oh, just me going down on this elevator. Okay, you, you guys catch that car. Yeah, or B should have stayed behind to talk to Ramona, and then the two of them should right? have to leave. But they no. They just But she maybe wanted to get the hell out of there too, yeah. Bethany. So then Lou and Jill now turn all their anger to Ramona and yeah. they're so mad. How could Ramona set this up? And Ramona and brings Lou up it, the fucking best point ever. She's like, I learned it from watching you, Jill. You did this with Kelly and Bethany last year. And they gave us a nice little flashback. I love love a flashback and they flashback to literally Jill doing this to mm-hmm. Bethany and Kelly at their like charity event meeting. Yeah. But yeah, literally Lou the exact really same pissing. setup. I know Lou was really pissing me off in this scene. This is like the Luann that I hate. Mm-hmm. She is just so unreasonable, so dramatic. And I thought it was so a sabotage. Crazy. You sabotaged her. Lou does not want Jill to make up with Bethany, and it's very no. clear. Well, she makes it all about her, even though this has nothing to do with Luann. Well, and that's the other thing. During the fight, she's like, "This is too much for me. I'm feeling so." Much. I was like, "Girl, this could not be less about you." This is nothing about you. This is the opposite of, is this fucking play about us? No, no, Lou, it's not. It's not about you. You're not involved. There's nothing. She's so scared, you know, because she's Jill scared is now her true support. ally. And if she loses yep. that, then she's back to what, Ramona? She doesn't want just Ramona as her ally. And then and that's Jill, where it ends. Jill is like... Ramona should find a hobby. And I was like, Jill, you gotta leave, let the hobby thing go. I yeah, can't no, hear about can't anybody needing many... a hobby again. Also, needing a hobby isn't a bad thing. No. <laughs> I'm gonna and throw that out there. How correct. How wrong. Like, this is the same episode we started with the Brooklyn Bridge. 
Also, it ends with Lou calling Bethany a she-devil. And I was Is like, she? yeah, because Jill starts crying. And she, oh, yeah, and then Jill starts crying. But it's, like, very weird crying. Like, I don't want to say that she's faking, but I think she's faking. Because she's just, like, sobbing in Lou's arms. And, like, Lou's just like, come here, baby. She's a she-devil. And I was like... You guys are both like this is such whatever happened to baby Jane like weirdness like what is going on here like it's just not healthy and they're gonna end up in like gray gardens with some cat food like yeah it's just um I don't know what Jill is is she you know that's very much like a lot of people can keep their cool in an argument and then it ends and you're like oh my god what just happened and then crying but I just don't get the vibe that it's like an upset about her relationship. She's just so cold-hearted. I just feel like in this moment said, she's acting. She's acting. I feel like she thinks this is the greatest thing for the TV show. Yep. All she's thinking about is the press and the TV show, and yep. I don't. Some I don't think she's I'm buying what really, Bethany's selling. I don't think she's really present in this fight. I think she's thinking three steps ahead, but it's not chess. It's a fucking female friendship, like. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm, you know, we, we, you and I are very hard on Bethany and have been over the course of these few seasons and how we don't love a lot of the things she's done, but I, I, I'm I'm Bethany on this. This is hard to not be. It's, and I, you know, I remember this fight. I thought they didn't even get to talk. I thought that she walks out sooner. And so many things that this episode Bethany never gets over the Ramona Brooklyn Bridge thing. Mm-hmm. Bethany also basically says, in like, she would have been fine. Her and Jill could have made up if Jill did not react the way she did at that meeting. Like, that was a huge... Yeah. It, it could have gone one way or the other, and it very much went the way of we'll never be friends again. But if it had... If Jill had been warm and receptive to making up, Bethany, I think, absolutely could have made up and moved on. Well, then I think also, knowing their friendship... Bethany says, I'm going through something, and once we get past this, I'll tell you more about it. And Jill doesn't even want that. And I'm just like, where is your motherly love, Jill? Where is, like, not just like, oh, because you're a woman, but it's just like, this is like, you were like mother-daughter to her, and you're just going to shut her out. Mm -hmm. Like, she's, and like, it's just so hard to watch, too, because Bethany literally gets rejected by her father comes home all in the same week the brooklyn bridge rejected by her father rejected by i mean what a horrible week for her she had it was just so yeah i i watched this in like shifts like it took me two days every time i like started i was just like i would finish a scene of like the like the Bethany and Alex scene after that, I needed a break. It was just like so heavy, mm-hmm. especially because I knew it was going to get worse. <laughs> like I it knew it was called the ambush. Yeah. And I just don't think we would have ever gotten all of this in one episode. I feel like they would have made this three episodes <laughs> or something. Oh, yeah, like, but the season's like a 20 episode season. So I just think it's, it's just, it's like, yeah, it's, it, Gold. I can't believe I'm looking back now. I'm like, wow, what what an episode! Like, really, probably one of the best ones we've seen yet. I, I was really in terms a, of things that fans hold on to and remember. Yeah, two and, huge, huge scenes. And next week's gonna be insane too. Oh, I didn't look at the preview. It's Brooklyn Fashion Week, and Bethany takes her pregnancy test. Yes, oh my god, it's the this Ramona eyes. This keeps it's delivering Ramona. like dominoes. It's wild, man. What a, what a fucking season, man. It's crazy. <sighs> I need a nap after this one. <laughs> I just, it's so good. It's, it's so good. I hope you guys so are watching. Sad. Thank you so much for listening. I feel like you could tell you and I were most enthralled by this because we had literally no side conversation. Because nothing. it was, it was because... Just... Who needs it when every inch of this episode is jam-packed with entertainment and insanity? I just, I like, it's episodes like this. I think, like, the reason why I had to stop, too, is, like, I just want to give Bethany a hug. 
Like yeah, I just in this feel moment, like do. she doesn't have anyone right now, and I'm I just know, like I'm so sorry. R.I.P. Bill. This is yeah. This is really watching Bill. it go. Just there's no returning because Jill just keeps saying there's no returning, and you can't mm-hmm. say things like that. You're speaking it into existence. And rewatching this is very much giving Heather and Whitney in Salt Lake City. Yeah. Season three. It's something about season three. I was thinking the happens. same thing. Yeah. Something in season three happens, and... I think it's I the fame. Say, I would say it's the fame. It's a fame in, tipping point. In this situation, I would say Whitney is Bethany, and Heather is Jill. Hmm. Where Whitney, I think, at a time, really was willing to work on it, and Heather just gave her no time of day. I don't so that's a whole other show of complicated nonsense yeah. craziness. That's a whole other podcast that maybe we'll do some <laughs> other time. I don't know. We don't have the time for that one. <laughs> but thank you all. Like Danielle said, rate, review, download, and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.